0: Uh, so just uh, let's start from from scratch uh i i was following you on linkedin and on twitter a couple of times already uh if not two years then half a year already and i see that you're doing a huge commitment uh on the on, on the field mainly mm-hmm. gs and also react three fiber And uh, you just announced another cool thing regarding the material. So it's quite impressive and I can't wait to touch it, to experiment (laughs) with it already. Tell us more about your journey and how did you get started in world of the creative technologies and development also?
1: Yeah, perfect. So uh, I started about 22 years ago. So it's a very long time. So I started when like, the internet is just becoming something, especially in my country, Brazil. Uh, and I started because like, I always loved design, but took me a while to discover that. So I actually studied development, like computer, computer science basically. So in fact, I started electronics because I, I didn't know at that point what I wanted to do. So to be honest, I never, I never aimed for this kind of career because it never existed before. we We didn't have the developers, web designers and things like that. So we had designers working for print, and then you have like programmers, developers for like really complicated stuff. And then the web became something. I was in the middle of this change. And then I started seeing that, my my thing was wasn't electronics because i'm very bad engineer and i'm very bad on math to be honest and then it it was also not at that time into the design the graphic design itself because i wanted to design something for people to actually use and not like a paper for them to see and -hmm. then in the middle of this change internet became one like one thing and then i started learning because at that time I was working on a, on a graphics, like printing things for other clients. Like, and then one day I said, oh my God, I can't, I can't support anymore using Core Draw Like it is just annoying. Like must be other ways to have, like to draw something. And then I discovered at that time, Macromedia Flash. At that time, it, it wasn't Macromedia. It was Aldo's Flash. So oh. before Macromedia buying it. And then one thing that caught my eye was like to, for example, to paint a circle in two different parts. You just select half of it and then you put like you, you put another color. That thing gained me because I said it is so annoying to have to cut a vector and then you have two parts to 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 change the color. And then I started learning like flash and micro media flash at that time. And I became kind of famous doing micro media flash work, which I love. Uh, because you could join like both parts of the development with the action script, the animations, which I love, and it is like a crucial part of my work today, and the visuals, which is like another thing that I love. So I could combine all of those things like in one single thing. And then I created a company, Naotics, which is my company and which I founded. I have other two partners now. But we are like in this journey for about 20 years now. And one thing that happened, like in like in some point of the history, Macromedia Flash died. So Adobe bought the flash from Macromedia. And then they started this this fighting against the battery usage, the Apple and et cetera. So flash died. And what happened to me, I became kind of orphaned because I wasn't advanced enough to code like 3D stuff and things like that at that point. And I also love 3D modeling, which is something that I missed during the history, but like under the, like overnight, I was doing 3D development because it's something that I love. My dream was to work like in uh, Pixar, like those beautiful and huge studios, but I'm not good enough. So I said, I need to use this 3D knowledge for something and then what happened after micromedia flash died my company like followed the path using other tools like javascript and etc but this 3d part and my development development part became dormant so i wasn't doing anything related to development i was just doing design basically design services interface design and etc trying to insert some 3d elements here and there but those as images or video never interactive 6 years ago i rediscovered my, like three js because three js was in the beginning like a plugin for macromedia flash so ricardo cabello created like oh. a plugin i think it is paper like paper is 3d so three js started as a plugin for macromedia flash then macromedia flash started this journey to the end and then Ricardo said, "I need to create this for JavaScript." Then and he started doing this. And then I saw that, but I said, "Oh, this is too complicated for me." And whatever. About like six, five years passed, and then I rediscovered Three JS. And when I was like was visiting this website that is behind you, this homepage, I was like mind blown. What is capable of doing? I said, "I need to learn this." But first, what I tried. I try to hire someone. So I, I talked to many guys on this industry in this community of 3JS, trying to bring them to my company, saying, please come work with me. I'm interested in creating this kind of solution for clients. And they said, Man, like I, I can't I can't work for you because I'm so busy and I have so many things to do and so many clients. So I can't work for you. And I listened to this like for many different guys. So I said, There is an opportunity here because if it is this difficult to learn and to provide services for sure there will be opportunities in the future so i started myself learning it Uh, and i tried very hard to learn all by myself like doing tutorials and videos and we have a quite good resources on 3 js to learn this space but it is tough especially for me, because again, I'm not a developer in a sense that I'm like my formation and my education was towards development. So I'm a designer who can code, but I'm lazy to be honest. So I need like a video tutorial. I need somebody else doing things that I can watch and then I can learn and then I can expand. So that was happened to me. Whoa. So and just to finish, like what ended up, I ended up enrolling myself in Bruno Simon course, 3 js Journey. Yeah. And I became obsessed. So now it uh, it has like it has passed four years, I guess, since I first enrolled myself in that course. And I never stopped. So in the first day that I saw 3 js Journey, and I I was trying to do everything he was presenting. I never stopped doing three JS since, so I'm doing this every single day, for years, eighteen hours per day, <laughs> and like it is kind of obsession. It is not a work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, we can we can even skip the question about what you're doing when you're not working because it's quite understandable right now that you're just coding, 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 coding all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah. I I totally agree with you, like. I'm myself also a huge fan of 3D, but it comes not from the technology or design. It comes from the gaming industry. And when I first found out the 3GS, it was from the Red Bull Racing website. I don't know if you saw it or not. It, I saw it. It was amazing. And um, I don't know what about the the West uh, even for the europe but in armenia where i was actually working at that time as a front end developer uh there is only three guys uh for from 3 million people that actually know something about the 3g <laughs> <laughs> And there was no such many documents and stuff. And we were like spending all hours trying to get to the same point, but by using like 2D stuff or by SVGs and stuff like this. And it was a hell for us. Then Mm -hmm. uh, about two years later, I found out about uh, Bruno, about his course. And same for me, like I just started to watch, learn, read, watch, learn, read all the time. Uh, but still, I had a huge problem about the easing animations and camera. Still, <laughs> I believe it's one of the um, it's one of the complicated parts because you need to experiment all the time to find a good direction, and it's also changing based on your project, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I would say this is the trickiest part because despite you know how to do it you have to find the right balance between the project what you want for that project to tell like a history and the kind of the animation you can put and there is a lot of times that you like you have that doubt between could and should so you can do almost everything you imagine but should you should you do everything at once in that specific project and finding this balance it is something that is hard it is not easy I yeah. can tell you that what happens, like, and what helps me to do what I do, it is my previous knowledge with Macromedia Flash, because I had to, to, to learn how to animate. In fact, I had to learn how to animate on like on 3D softwares, on like the the d the the After Effects, all of those softwares that are prepared for animation. At that time, I had to. Do a lot of courses to learn the proper way to animate like the easing the proper easing the kind of effect you want because in the end what we are trying to do is to tell a story using interactivity and for that the animation plays like a fundamental role but you need to use your tools in a proper way because if you animate too much that is like not beautiful and if you don't have any animation, it feels like static. So yeah. finding this balance is tricky.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. But where, from where you, uh, where are you finding the inspirations for your works?
1: Ah, oh, man, it's so I- these days, because like I've done so many things, I have a lot of things in my mind. So when I see or when when I imagine something, it is almost like a. Do it. I need to let, to let it flow. So I have ideas, and I have things in my imagination. But all of that, those things that are in my mind, comes from references that I saw over basically forty years that I am now. So forty-three years. So I'm seeing references at least for twenty years. So there is a lot, a, a lot of references in my mind. But like these days, what I what I do a lot first gaming. Like it is the first main resource for me for animations, for effects, for interactions, because the gaming industry, they like pay a lot of attention to those small details because for the gaming industry, this is a requirement. So like on a website, nobody cares if the button has a like fancy hover or not. But for a game, that is like the difference between selling and not selling so everything needs to be like a small details and also gaming is the my first reference these days second i would say life like sometimes i'm on the park and i'm seeing something and i can see like a leaf dropping and i say oh this this could be how can i recreate really this using 3gs and like gsap or yeah. even 3d softwares so uh, and of course other 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 websites so we have so many things today i would say the challenge it is not to invent something in these days, because most of the things you can imagine it is already there somebody else created to be honest the the point is for you to get the right reference and make that unique make that yours like put your name on that mm-hmm. and this requires experimentation so I would say for those that are starting, the first, first thing and the most important one is try. Do a lot, like do a lot of mistakes. So animate everything you can, put everything together, and then you you start sending to friends and you, you will notice the difference. People say, oh, this is too much. Oh, like they got confused. So we start finding the right balance, but trying, it is the first, step of the journey i would say
0: Yeah, and always remember about the performance especially when it comes to 3d stuff right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly that's the one point that i would mention when you experiment with everything at once what happens nothing works <laughs> when <laughs> i started doing 3js i was in this mood so i tried to put every single post processing that i could find because i said i will create the ultimate game experience And this was like five years ago, Mm -hmm. not even the computers or 3GS was this advanced that we have right now. So the, the the processors are much better these days. They can support more post-processing things. Mm -hmm. And again, we have web GPU, like on the, on the edge, like uh, and on the corner. So this will be the next thing for our industry for sure. But until there, we need to deal with a lot of post-processing and a lot of issues with the with the performance, and when you experiment with everything, nothing works. Then you need to find other ways. Like you need to fake a glow. You need to fake a volumetric light, because you need to find other ways to to to. And you know what? What is interesting? The gaming industry has been doing this for decades, and it is working. So when you when you you like when you remember all of those PlayStation One and Two uh games they were doing those things at that time and so all of their techniques still applies for us on the web like we are we are right now in the PlayStation 3 era I would say of the web from the quality point of view and with web GPU I think we will jump for PlayStation 4 and 5. sometimes we see websites using PlayStation 4 quality on the browser right now but with the Web GPU, we will have PlayStation Five for sure, and then this will change the game.
0: Yeah, I think I think what they call right now, what they call basically us, would do the 3GS, React 3 GS, React, Fiber, and other stuff like this. Are creative developers, right? It's it's a mm-hmm. new term that like well directly says that uh, if you do the design, if you know where to find your inspiration and you can uh, navigate yourself between the animation world then you're a creative developer and if yeah. you're a creative developer i think it's a huge gap right now and maybe uh another five years maximum because of the ai and it helps us a lot or we will mm-hmm. have the creative development will be one of the uh foundational roles in the industry from from my perspective or for where I can see because everyone at some point tired about static stuff even if it's not a very complicated animations everyone want to be different and the way to be different is to find an inspiration and do some 3D stuff right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so I would say these days the 3D it is becoming something like important uh, because the way you can show things uh, it is shorter than a video so for example if you have a product and you want to show the client how this can be changed according to your preferences you can do a video but that is also not an experience that is a video that people watch and people have less and less time to see some things and to interact with them so dropping a three D element that, that they can actually play with and change themselves. yourselves this can engage more so mm-hmm. i i think this is all about engaging and let me tell you that the internet suffered a lot from the seo targeting things because everything becomes so seo oriented so performance it needs to be like like uh searchable basically and then things become boring so you enter in a lot of websites the biggest one and they are basically for a robot to to read so there is no emotion no connection no audio no interaction so you just scroll up and down with four paragraphs and that's it so you cannot engage with a brand and with a product like this so 3d will be more used i would say Mm
0: -hmm. in the
1: future i would say out in some countries it is already like a big thing not in my country like in brazil nobody talks about 3 gs like i have like four or five friends that are really working in this with other companies and they are not working for brazilian companies so i only have one client working with 3D technologies in the browser in Brazil, mm-hmm. which is a global brand, so in the end it is almost like they are not from Brazil but well, I can see other countries with a lot of like investments in this front so then I think this will happen more and more, especially now that Apple entered in this game, yeah, like with VR and etc, so hopefully we'll have more work
0: <laughs> <laughs> by the way um, about the work uh, we had a chat recently and you said that there is a situation in Brazil and you had to lay off uh, some of your stuff. Uh, can you can you tell us more about the situation? Because especially when we are talking about the creative development market, uh, like mm-hmm. how you navigate between your clients, how you're finding them, what, what, what was the scenario of this?
1: Yeah, so like that is very specific I would say with the way my company works because like there are the things that I am doing personally that it is connected with my company but again for Brazilian market this is not the kind of service that I'm providing because they are not searching for this kind of development so I still have members in my team and I still have clients and I'm still, still doing stuff uh, especially in Brazil and for non non-bra- like non-Brazilian companies using 3GS and 3D technologies, but mm-hmm. what happened? Like after pandemic, like, like before pandemic, to be honest, I have more than 50 employees, like more than 50 colleagues working with me like under my agency and um, and I had like one big office, like in a big city, like in Brazil, Sao Paulo, and it and was great. Then the pandemic came and then I had to close the the office because it doesn't make any sense to have an office and not being able to yeah. like be there to work because of the pandemic. And then what happened, like we saw this increase in investments because all the companies went digital, from day to night and they had to invest on technology to basically create digital operations. So we helped a lot of companies doing that in that, and during that period, we, we actually grown like our numbers. Mm-hmm. What happened after pandemic, those companies said, okay, now I already have a digital operation. I need to go back to the office. So I need basically the money back. So they started to like, basically laying off the the services like so a lot of smaller companies left and decided to create internal teams to work with the things i've been doing as a company for them and this is what it is happening until this day so more and more companies are creating internal digital agencies or digital services okay which to be honest i think it is a mistake because this can this can like seems uh, like an economy and you have all the intelligence internally. But the problem is you have the people, but you don't have the knowledge itself. Like you don't have the culture of the digital to provide really like different things. So they will, they will do things, they will be guided towards like something, but that, those companies, they don't have this digital culture to guide those people. So uh, right. they are very good and very talented, but they, they are always both waiting for instructions or limited to their, like, uh, imaginations, like not, not theirs, but the company limits only the imagination. And that's why nothing comes out from those, like from those things, from those companies really really different so they are doing the everyday work like launching campaigns in a very default way so this is the moment i can see brazil and also some other countries are facing so it is a little bit i would say of recession after a pandemic and this culture of let's make everything internally and not hire any services the impact on my services is that i had to shrink to survive because i don't have that amount of clients that i had before to make sense have a like a big team but this is like a roller coaster of being an entrepreneur i would say this is always like ups and downs so this will change again in the future when they notice that their clients are requesting for more engaging experiences they will search again for other things that are out and hopefully i will be here that's exactly what i'm doing with 3 js. so i'm putting out a lot of things new things components ideas to show people show companies show like creative guys what it's possible because when they search for references and they find something that i did that my company is doing that is like automatic connection. I, cre- I can create this engagement towards bigger imagination. Yeah. It is so perfect situation when they imagine something and they try to search for it and they find something that I did that is exactly what they want because that is like an automatic engagement. They said, I need to do it with you because you already have it. So it is easier. So that is the perfect timing.
0: I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, personal branding can be that bridge that will bring you in the future that uh, the word of the clients, let's say it this way.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the challenge is to find the balance, like, which is in my case, I cannot say that I'm finding this balance because, again, I am obsessed. When I start something, I need to do it, like, over and over until I... And I would say I, I'm never never satisfied. <laughs> so I'm always trying something new and I always have like 10 more things to learn. So I'm working like a horse, to be honest. I shouldn't, but I'm doing it because I love, I love gaming. I love 3d and I love coding and I love design. I can do four things at the same time out of pleasure. So I'm doing it, I'm planting seeds, to be honest, and I'm I'm getting results. So a lot of clients that I already have right now, they are with me just because of these seeds that I planted, Mm -hmm. but we need to find the balance. So I'm not the right person to tell you, but you should find the balance, have a personal life, which in my case is not that much the case.
0: (laughs) Well, most of the time obsession takes everything, right? you either do it all the time or you will eventually fail especially when it comes to the technologies the the edge technologies like 3gs you you have to learn all the time you have to experiment there is no other way no
1: no it it is endless like it is endless i feel that i like when i work with other guys more experienced than me then, like, I, I start that feeling of, my God, I don't know anything. So, my God, I, I need to hurry up. And, and then, when I look to people that are starting, they look at me at the same way, saying, oh, my God, I need to rush. But, like, it is a never-ending process. So, like, this will be forever.
0: <laughs> An infinite loop. And Yeah. <laughs> but what about the AI? What do you think? Like... When it comes to the clients that we just talked about, at some point, they will replace the stuff with AI and then, for example, it's another scenario, I guess. They will replace the basic stuff with AI and then they start to uh, looking for people like you, like other creative developers for the creativity part and that's the uh, same time a good thing but it's uh, i guess a bad thing for the beginners also because it will be a huge competition again
1: yeah no so what is frightening to me it is like the speed of this thing so i imagine for example that let's say Chattopiti, that will help us at some point to create for example three 3GS projects Yep, man, that thing is a beast. Like it is creating things way better than I can do. Like I drop ideas there and the code that comes out out of my best is way better than my things. And actually some of the things are actually my code. Sometimes I find reference. So (laughs) it is crazy, but like move things are moving so fast. And I agree with you for beginners, that is both like a blessing and a curse because you can have this thing to help you to increase your knowledge and to make results faster but everybody can do it so yeah i agree that in the future the difference is again how to solve this puzzle because everything is possible and at the same time nothing is possible if you do not you don't know how to combine those things so you need to grab all of those possible ideas and make it tangible in something that can connect like the product and the services with the audience and this is something that like the ai cannot do and even the clients like my clients they cannot do so that's why a creative developer role i think it is so important because we what we do basically is look the bigger picture so we see the needs for that project we see the difficulties and we basically solve a a problem with the design not the the visual design we solve a problem using design as a process to solve problems and then based on that we create digital solutions and digital experiences this is something that it is hard for an AI to do hopefully for some years because I I I wish to have time to to work on something but things are moving so fast that i will not be surprised so we all we already saw some tools like dora dot run
0: yes. dora
1: can create like designs coded with 3 gs inside out of a text like create a website for a brand a cellular phone new generation and the things just splits out and design with the 3d element so that thing is frightening But again, the possibilities are endless, but somebody needs to pick what is right for that specific audience, for that specific case. And Mm -hmm. for this, a judgment is needed, and AI, it is still not the best on judgment. So hopefully, we will have work. Hopefully. (laughs) again I don't know what they are doing but let let's see <laughs> well,
0: we should thank Dora that they are still in closed beta and not a lot of people had an access to it <laughs> because that will yeah. be a mess in the market because even yeah, yeah. we'll go to Dora do something then they w- they will want to change any- something they will break everything. They will come to developers, say, you know what, guys? We have everything, but we need you to change this slide thing. But to change that slide thing, you have to refactor
1: all, all the code base Yeah, man. This is exactly what is happening right now. So I got some clients' requests specifically for this kind of thing. So they both find code on the web or they use some kind of tool or AI and they bring me pieces of things everything kind of broken i say can you just make it work can i say no like it is impossible (laughs) because i need to review from scratch to make it work so it it is a mess but yeah this will be a normal process from now on i would say
0: wow but um okay we we've talked about the 3gs technology uh, a lot but uh, there is one more question that. For example, I had when I just started, and I was frightened about it, but uh, when I just start to learn to read the books, I get it. Um, What about the math? There is this myth in the market that if you want to do 3D stuff, you should know a very good math. Is this true Mm -hmm. for your opinion?
1: Man, I would say it is true, but it's not a limitation because I would say I'm a, the best example you can find. Like, I, I can't explain to you how bad I am on math. I cannot remember the division tables, like the multiplication. I, I don't know, I, nothing about numbers, angle, Cartesian planes, everything that is required to be a developer, especially a 3D developer, I, I don't have it, so, but that is not a limitation because what you can do, you can play with the numbers. So that is the magic behind visual things. If I had to do what I do without seeing anything, it is impossible. For example, how I code shaders, yeah. what I do, I go to a shader that is already there. <coughs> I'm sorry. And basically I break everything. So I get all the numbers that makes no sense and it is 0.5. Let me put 50 here and let's see what happens. And then everything breaks as an, oh, this control this and this control that. So most of the most of the cases, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just playing with numbers, trying to discover what they are composing in the final image. And then eventually I understand. So this is how I created the lens flare. The All the components that I released recently they are all based a lot on math, but all of that complicated math, it is basically out of try and error. It takes a lot of time, but that that's my way of work. And so, don't I, I feel people should not be afraid or limit them, themselves because of the math. Mm-hmm. They can do it, it even if they don't have a very good solid basis on math. If they have it. There will be another class of developer, like the guy that I'm like working right now, Nate, in eight programs, uh on, on Twitter. That guy is just like inimaginable. So you have no idea when when he put things like his hand on my code, it it completely transforms it. Like he can write 50 lines of my code in like three lines. It is that that magical because he's so good on math. That he can actually understand all the numbers that are there.
0: Yeah. I can't.
1: So I do my best, but of course, there are guys way better than me. But this is not like a limitation on my side. I can reach the same results with a number path. And math is basically this. So you have better ways, more optimized ways, but you can find other ways always. So yeah. I just discovered recently something that, for example, my teachers were trying to explain to me on college, and I never got it. That like, divi- like if you divide a number with something, or multiply that same number with a smaller number, the result is basically the same. And I said that is mind blowing. How can the, a division and a multiplication give me almost the same result? And that never makes sense to me. until I tried with shaders. Because when I have, for example, a very strong effect on shader, and I want to slow it down or make it uh, less intense, I can divide that thing for, for example, 2, or I can multiply by Mm 0.2, and I get the same result. I get the same less intense effect. So I'm sure there's a name on this for this on math, but I have no idea. The only thing that I know it is that if I divide by two or multiply by zero dot two, I get the same result on the shader, and that is enough for me. So I, I I'm not, I I don't have this presumption that I will understand math one day. To be honest, I gave up on that. But I am I'm happy that I can code my shaders and they work, and that is great.
0: You just replace it with experimenting, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I don't think people should be afraid of math, but yeah, if they can have a very good, solid basis on math, that will help a lot.
0: Well, can we say that the math is the most struggled thing for your career path in 3D, or is there something else?
1: I would say in my life, man. like math, <laughs> it is always in, in, in the middle of my things. It is really important, but this is just something that I never understood. And like I I can understand the shader, but I cannot understand some of the math behind that thing. So math is in the middle of my life. But yeah, it is the one thing that I struggled most, especially when I decided to go into this shader path. Because Mm -hmm. to be honest, like we reached a point where 3D on the web especially for those markets that are using this every every day when you go for hours for example that is trivial these days there is basically no website on hours that is not using something in 3d not always 3gs and not always as an interactive 3d but basically every single thing we can see that is interactive that is engaging is using 3d like that it is kind of mandatory and for this kind of thing like to have this kind of result it is crucial that like that you have this 3D knowledge like on, on the under on your uh, like in your experience so you need to expen- experiment with this at least should be considered a three like a developer like or a creative developer not a developer because people are always like my developers when I was working with them they said I don't want to learn 3GS this is too specific there is no use case for this so why I will learn this and then I will get out of job what I do with this knowledge so and I kind of agreed with them but this is something that I just love and I had to learn and I'm trying my best to make it a life like to make a company around this which I am succeeding thanks God but it's not easy so this is a kind of request that i get all the time especially for beginners how can i start like how can i make a career on this what what can i do because they search for like for for placements on companies and they can't find like it is very rare that you have a company with a position open for creative development so it, it is very hard to find this kind of position you have sometimes webgl developer or sometimes creative like developer maybe but most of the cases they want a generalist that are capable of doing this kind of thing and this is also very difficult because if you have someone that is for example really good on backend or even front end really good on react it is unlikely that this person will have time to learn 3GS, for example. Yeah. Because if if he's not doing this as a daily basis, he will first forget a lot of things, and second, will not put in practice. And third, you need to always learn new things, because every single day we have new things to learn. So that's why it is so difficult. It is overwhelming, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Like... uh it's you just described my current situation <laughs> <laughs> i i obsessed with 3d but i have a very small time on a day to jump on it to experiment with it and to just like motivate myself for what i was t- to do like i was creating new projects all the time like small applications and stuff and i tried to Okay, what kind of animation I can put here in a 3D way? Like, I can learn shaders here. Okay, let's try to do some shaders here. Or, uh, oh, okay, what about the optimizations? Maybe I could make something here. But again, like, it's maybe two, three hours a day. Most of the times it's an hour or half an hour. And there are days that where I just don't have time to do it. Or I'm just so exhausted that I, my mind can't even look at the codes anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially when you are mixing right now, the, the other side of it is the web 3 technologies that are very hyped right now. And everyone tra- creating new libraries and stuff, doing some crazy things. And you have to be always, uh, keep your hand on the pulse also on that side. And uh, it makes you in a, in a, in a situation where. You're like you just want to slice yourself in two pieces to be able to learn both.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is impossible. Like that's why, like when I became and when, when I started this journey, what I did, I completely left, like part of my company. So because I was doing a lot of things at that time, so I was doing client service like uh, management. I was doing some like design services with my team. When I started this journey with 3 gs I said to my business partners, I need to basically leave for a year. So I will be here every single day. I will participate on the meetings. I will help as best as I can, but I need to learn and I, I need to put my hands on code. And for me, it was even harder because I wasn't a developer. So I started from design like when Bruno Simone started explaining how NPM works,
0: mm. how
1: install the package management, nothing of that thing, those things were on my mind because I was doing web development when it was like 1998, by like 2000. So we, we never had those tools at that moment. We are using FTP servers to, yeah. to serve a website. So now everything is different, completely modernized. And I had to learn all of that and 3JS. So it was overwhelming, but what I did, I I had to split like my life. And basically I, I, I never split it. I said, I will jump here and these things you guys need to take care of. That's the beautiful part of having business partners because I could do it. If I had to manage my company without them, I will never be able to do what I did because I had to be fully immersed in this world. But yeah, right now what I'm facing, it is exactly what you're describing. So I I get a lot of people talking to me about Web3 and I said, man, I'm completely not aware of anything related to Web3.0. And to be honest, I can't because if I try to learn this, I feel that I will explode because everything that I know on 3GS will be lost. And then I will never reach a point that I can actually do something with Web 3.0. So, and I know this is the future, this will hit me, but I'm hoping for the best that until there we will find solutions and people and AIs that can do all the complicated stuff. And we can actually use this without like me jumping out of the 3D world to learn this. Well that's because i can do it again i'm not hired in any company i have my own company and i can do this kind of decision which can be wrong but in the end it's my fault yeah that is completely different when you have like someone above you telling what to do
0: yeah i i I totally agree with you it's it's like Oh man, it's it's complicated, you know. But uh I believe that when it comes to Web3O 3.0 or 3GS, 3.0, I believe they're going to coexist despite all the facts. Because even in especially in Web3O, the all of these guys, all of these future generations are too modernized. They need all this engagement and they can't do this without us, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So it exactly. doesn't matter, you know, the web 3.0 good or not. You just need to know some, some, something well, will it be 3GS or will it be web 3.0, or you can find something in the middle, uh, you're just good to go, that that's it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: another thing that I wanted to ask you, uh, I just come up to this recently while I was working one of the websites, uh, do you think that spline Is a cheat code actually?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I would say that thing is incredible because I can feel Spline more like a 3D software in a browser collaborative than like a 3D tool to build websites. So you can do it and you can get pretty good results out of that. But the main point is to be creative in the browser itself to create things like so. The recent launch for the particle system, man, that is mind-blowing because I like you don't have that thing even on Blender. When you try to work on with particles in many 3D softwares, and I know a bunch of them, like Maya uh, 3D Studio, Blender, I used all of them over these 20 years, I bet you. It is really complicated to do a really good result and quick results out of an inter a simple interface. What Spline is doing is empowering people to be creative in a source, like in a browser. So they can do it as a team and they can decide what kind of particle will work. That is amazing because before this, the process would be first finding references, to finding a guy who can do this either on 3D or After, after Effects, so they can approve this kind of creative path with somebody else. Probably with their clients. And then after that, with the references and the video, they will come for us, a creative developer saying, Here, this is what I imagine to do. But I don't know if this is possible or not on the web. Mm-hmm. Now they can do it themselves in a live tool. So they know it is possible. That is really like powerful. And, but again, the, the, the kind of the result we are we have there like visual it is kind of default right it is endless possibilities but it is still default but I'm sure they are working toward shader and something like this to power people to co- to compose especially the visual results with other things to expand that it is already possible so you can create things on Spline, and then sport as react three fiber project or vanilla three js and then on top of that you can create your own things that is already very powerful but again having an interface i would say that is the one thing that is holding everyone it is an interface because we don't have it so for three js yeah. you have the three js editor that you can place things but it's not a 100% the result you can get then like to actually see things you need to code and see code and see and that is time consuming having an interface like in real time that is a requirement i would say for the future because first that will enable more people to learn this faster and get faster results and second for those wanting to expand the possibilities they already have a good base so like for me example I have projects that sometimes I don't have to do many complicated stuff I just need to replace things on the screen so I need I need to replace elements that is a pain because you need to create a lab interface then you need to attach those things to be changed on that interface so you need to create your own user interface manipulate to make the things you created or you change on blender and we export change and we export that is also very time consuming we have other tools that are like appearing like triplex uh like throughout uh let like the- see uh, theater js not throughout throughout is another thing which is amazing we should talk about it but uh theater js Triplex, uh and like those are basically Editors that we can use to manipulate our own scenes using, like an IDE and like VS Code, but then you can see at the same time something that you can manipulate and save, and that will save your changes into the code. That is magical. So in the future, I think this will happen more and more often. But I can see Spline like a the biggest competitor for creating an interface for us to, to deliver results faster. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people will use that as a code base, to be honest. so uh, Because I can't see this happening all the time. So people create things there and what they're trying to do is to grab a lot of iframes and put all of the iframes in one page and then nothing works. Because you start competing with the performance. Because you have the cursor that is another render frame. Then you have like an audio with another render frame. Then you have a canvas with a spline trying to survive in that environment, so nothing works. So it is possible to use a spline in a production, as we see all the time, but it needs to be made for that and not just a piece of the puzzle. It needs to be created to be the piece of the puzzle, not one of the pieces. But yeah, sorry, I talk too much. <laughs>
0: no it's fine it's fine what was the technology name uh not the theater one
1: uh uh the triplex
0: triplex uh, what is it uh,
1: triplex yeah triplex is like an editor like they call it a react 3 fiber editor so basically you can open every project you have in on react 3 fiber and then that will open on an interface that you can tweak the numbers that will read all, all of your props so if you create a component that has for example number of particles that number of particles will appear on interface and then you can see your project running like in a browser with the gizmos so you can click on the particle system and change the number and adjust in real time it is so beautiful like if if, if you don't know you should try I, I know the guy the creator and again it is not fully finished uh but for uh TS project TypeScript projects it yeah. works really really great for JavaScript projects, which is in my case what I'm doing. It is working really really great, but it sometimes cannot read all the properties because you need to explicitly tell the properties, which is an advantage of TypeScript. TypeScript you are forced to declare the props, and yeah. then his software can learn like can learn and read everything. But it it is an amazing piece of software. So that will over time be more and more like useful for us and it's free so everybody should try
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it can be a huge startup from that it can be the beginning of a huge startup eventually
1: yeah exactly
0: the technology is something that everyone needs both developers management QA sales everyone to just play around so (laughs) yeah
1: like It is perfect because most of the time, the clients also wants to play with the numbers. Like, at least in my case, they want to, can I tweak this color? Can I change the amount of particles? And I say, yes, we need to do a live for that. Because if if I had to enable the debug interface for you, that will be extra work on my side. So I can enable you to do it. So we can do it together using the code, or I can create an interface, but then that will... That will basically cost more. So they said, "No, never mind." With this kind of pull, I can give this power to them, and they can tweak everything and just send me back the like the the, the changes. Yeah. and the, right. those changes will be automatically like on my code. Yeah, so that is powerful. Uh, know, one other thing that I mentioned about throughout, I don't know if you well, heard about this.
0: No, I didn't hear about it. What is it?
1: So throughout is like the Svelte js version. Like we have React 3Fiber, which okay. is the React renderer for 3 3.js. Uh, we have throughout. So throughout is a 3JS renderer for Svelte. And like, I, I don't have too many information about this because I know what I saw over Twitter basically. I never used in my production cases but what it's beautiful and what it is like appealing to me like in the end the thing is outputting like divs in the browser so if you want to inspect like an element Mm -hmm. you just right click and then on that window for chrome you can see all the 3d elements as as they were divs so you have canvas then you have box then you have material then you click and then you can change the numbers in the browser without tweaking them on the code or creating a a user interface. That is mind-blowing. I can't can't uh, wait for, like, play with that.
0: That's amazing, actually.
1: Yeah, so every day we have new things, like I told you, it is impossible (laughs) to know everything because every day we have new things. And, (laughs) And we are talking about, like, just the first, like app,
0: just the layers, I guess. And, yeah, um, to finalize the concept of it, uh, for those who want to jump into the industry, there should be some kind of a backpack of tools or technologies they need to learn from your perspective. What are those technologies? Like of course the JavaScript, at least some Mm. point of it, uh, 3GS then eventually they'll jump on the react 3 fiber because they had a lot of cool fancy stuff what else um yeah
1: yeah so I would say all of those that you mentioned but actually what I would recommend before jumping in the 3D on the browser real time I would suggest 3D softwares for real like Because what I can feel is that most of the developers trying to do things on 3 js never touched a Blender before or any 3D software. And that is a huge problem because when we talk about scenes and lights and cameras and how everything can be composed because they don't have an interface to play with, that doesn't make any sense for them. So when I say move the camera five units left, they have no idea what will happen because they, they don't have this spatial orientation. Mm-hmm. If you have a 3D software on your hand, you will understand that moving the camera here, because you can actually move the camera yourself with your mouse, you can see the difference. So learning any 3D software basics before jumping inside 3JS and react 3 fiber stuff, I would say this is a requirement because that will make your life much easier to learn this kind of thing. Then, of course, Gsap. step I will add shaders. I would say this is like yeah. a yeah. natural step. This is happening for me. Every time that I try to do something on Three.js. right now, I need to deal with shaders. First, because for some things, I need custom code to get performance. So for example, uh, when you have a really complex word with a lot of things, if you, if you use Three.js default materials, that will jeopardize performance there is no other way because 3ds default materials are prepared to deal with a lot of things abroad like to work out of the box but when you try to build a world with that with a lot of materials trying to render textures and lights all the time the thing just don't work so you need to deal with shaders for example to fake glow to fake global illumination to fake string space reflection. So you have techniques on shaders to do this kind of thing that can squeeze performance out of the beautiful things. So shader, I would say, is a requirement, which is actually which is frightening me at this moment because I'm trying to learn shaders, to be honest. Still, I'm, I'm in this journey two years. So I'm doing 3GS all the time, and I'm doing everything you can imagine with shaders in parallel basically at night when i finish my workday i jump into the study mode for shaders at night and it isn't possible to end like the possibilities every time that i learn something new i feel that i have a hundred more to learn and then now we have web gpu which will not support the same language so they say it is similar but when i try to read a web gpu shader that is so complex. So just to be so people can be aware, Three js will support WebGPU. Like it is already supporting it, but not fully. But people like the guys behind Three js is really, really working hard so we can have a web GPU version of three js that we can replace the renderer. And for us, that will be simple as replacing the renderer. So instead of saying renderer equals new, web G- web GL and the renderer we will say web GPU and hopefully this will do the trick and everything else should work the same so all the materials uh, everything should work the same the point is when you want to expand this to shaders so it will be I would say very hard to to have a like a transfer from WebGL to web GPU that can support all the shaders we can write right now with webgl to work on WebGPU, gpu and also if we do so we cannot get the beautiful performance we can get out out of the web gpu because you need to be more precise and more specific so we can get better performance and to expand the possibilities to have like playstation 5 quality on the browser you need to learn how to talk the language of webgpu and that is another language I need to learn everything again. So I'm so, I'm trying to understand WebGL and now it comes, and Shaders, of course, and now it comes something completely new that I, I don't know if I will be capable of. But again, I will try my best. As I'm, I'm, I've am i been doing the last five years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you already read the Book of Shaders?
1: So... Um, I would say sometimes at this point <laughs> okay. and I am always coming back, but like, again, because it is really math based. I only can understand when I need some, something specific. So for example, the FDM and the noise functions, yes. I read that and I could understand anything. So I said, okay, I know they are, they exist but i ne- i have no idea how can this be useful for me so i don't want to make a noise on a, on the screen okay then i needed to animate like trees bending to the wind and for that what we need a noise and then i came back to book of shaders to really learn with a, with something like we can need say let's pay attention now and see how we can do noise so that's my way of learning but like book of shaders is just such like a, a beautiful thing. It is incredible like the the amount of knowledge we have there to use in the creative many creative ways, it is just amazing.
0: So oh, you said that you jump on a shader, especially on the noise part when you need uh, tree shaking animation.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow
0: um, yeah,
1: because let me explain to you what happens what I discovered, what I tried, I tried to export the trees, animated bending to the wind from Blender because I said, I don't have too many trees, that will work, and I tried. And the FPS goes like 10 FPS. So I said, okay, that will not work. Then I had to learn how to create instances because if you export a lot of geometries from Blender, that will crash your performance because you have a lot of triangles to, hit, to to deal with. So I discovered the instances. So I had to learn how to bring one tree and then replicate on 3GS. So 3GS can create a lot of trees like a grass system. That worked, but then how can I animate trees? Because I don't have access to the animations for the instances because I can animate only one. Then I need to discover how to animate instances. And then it was like another week or two weeks to learn how to animate instances. That is when math gets me, because animating instances is really, really hard for somebody like me that is not aware of math. Then I finally got it with a lot of help. I had to do research, ask for friends, and like, please explain to me, give me examples finally i got it working then i had to learn how to animate with a noise because i could animate them like up and down but that that is not what i want i want like seamless bending to the wind animation then shaders a vertex shader you can animate like basically an instance and all the other instances will follow so you can get all the instances points in space and animate the vertex shader instead of the fragment shaders, as we do with the colors, changing colors on the model, you can do the same with the vertices, and you can do the same with the instances of those vertices. And that's beautiful because for the GPU and the CPU, it's like you are animating one single tree bending through the wind, but all the trees, like in that case, all the 300 trees that I had were animating through the wind. It is actually a project that is behind you, the Windland. That yeah. is the first time that I did this.
0: <laughs> but it's not open source, right? You didn't push it on on GitHub. I didn't see.
1: Uh, the wildland no, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, but the wind thing, I I have some examples there. So I have a like a I scroll. Yeah. Uh, yes a uh, school project, that school is using the same technique. So it's a vertex shader mm-hmm. being distorted with the mouse and I'm manipulating the instances of those vertices using 3 js. But yeah, the, the tricky part is things that are so specific that sometimes you have the example on your hand and you cannot use this because you don't understand the are the same. That happens to me all the time. So for example, for the, the trees, if I had searched for grass instead of animated trees, I would find the exact same example because the way you animate grass, it is the same for the trees. The only difference is the mesh. Yeah. And if, if we search for grass .3js, you will find a bunch of examples. If you search for animated trees, instances .3js, you'll find nothing. So that is the tricky part.
0: And eventually you will go and ask Chat GPT, he'll give you a code, you'll try to execute it, and you'll fail.
1: <laughs> yeah, for those complex stuff, like usually it, it it is really relying on the model itself. So chat GPT can give you a generic example, and sometimes it works, but when you replace the model, everything breaks because you need to understand the coordinates, the the way your model was done actually on blender because sometimes shaders and vertex shaders they use uv's to distort the model so if the uv's are wrong on blender even if your code is right your model will not animate the way you expect because the uv's are wrong and if you don't know 3d softwares to manipulate the uv's you can't do anything being a developer there is no way you can like of course there is a way you can manipulate the uv's but that will be a nightmare it is so much easier to open the correct the uv's and then export again the model but need you know that it's possible and I, I keep saying this the only way you discover these things is by practicing even with Bruno Simon course which is overwhelmingly complete, complete. like he covers everything you can imagine even with that amount of knowledge like 70 hours of of video you have a lot of things to cover that it's not covered on this course so the only way is to discover it. and to discover it, you need to practice and to practice you need to create your own challenges because if you expect somebody else to ask you or a client yeah that will never happen <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: that that's 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 the very uh, the essential point of learning something new, right? It doesn't matter if no. it's three Gs or it's another technology or it's even a business modeling or something else. You just need to experiment all the time to get to the point where you have the fundamental understanding what's going on behind the scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and, and you need to have problems. So, so just to give an example, like yesterday, I lost six hours on a project that was done was working but it was with a performance problem and then i said i have no idea what is happening and look i'm doing this 18 hours per day five five years every single day and even with this amount of time i got in a point that i said i don't know what i can do like i have no idea why this model is freezing so the client was opening the link And then browser said, crashed, I can't work. So there is no console log, there is no error. The error was basically out of memory. And the model, the client gave me was 5 million triangles and 50 megabytes. I, I could optimize the model to be six megabytes and 200 triangles, the same model which is unimaginable, but because I have a lot of knowledge on Blender, I know how to fake stuff. I know how to manipulate the model, bake things. So I did everything I could. And then I got a model from 50 megabytes to six megabytes. And I said, I'm covered. This will work on every device. No. And then it took me six hours to discover that I actually missed one single texture, 8K texture on that Blender file because I use a lot of tools to optimize the model. When I export from Blender, I got a 30 megabyte file. And then I use the tools to optimize to to get six megabytes. And that is okay. But the problem is, and I forgot about that, browsers on mobile has a limitation on the size of the texture that the GPU can receive. It is 4K at maximum. If I pass a 8K texture, that will crash. I never remembered that and I never discovered after six hours of investigation and seeing the profiler on the browser to find the texture. And it was like a very small object in the scene with a full 8K texture that I forgot about it. So that is the process you need to do over and over because you need to face those problems to discover hopefully i'll not forget again about ak textures after six years of my life spent on something that simple but this kind of thing happened
0: (laughs) oh my goodness um what will be your advice actually for the creative developers
1: including this one that try a lot like an experiment a lot like this i would say it is the a requirement yeah Uh, i would say also like don't limit the ideas of what you can imagine from what you can see because i can see creative developers sometimes say i never saw this so this this seems to be impossible but what happens is most of the cases you just need to find the proper timing the proper way of doing so when you work with a company, like I'm not talking about working alone. So Mm -hmm. because when you work alone, basically we are our limit. So we can do whatever we want with the time that we have and okay. But when you work in a company or with a team, this will happen a lot. People will reach you and say this, can this be done? Like never ask, like never answer no. Like you, you always need to do research, and sometimes during the research you find other ways and other paths the creative guys never imagined, and there are much simpler. So that is the advice. So don't limit what you can imagine from what you can see, because not everything that can be done it is out there. So there are rooms for. New things that you can create, even with the things that we already have there, like on the board. And I would say third, study all the time. <laughs> like there are so many new things like uh, we need to spend at least like I would say one hour of the day just researching, just seeing what what is happening. Uh, like I mean one advice is choose the hashtags. like this is something that changed my life at the beginning. Because when I started all of this, if it wasn't for the 3GS journey hashtag and the 3GS hashtag and the community, I will never like, be successful, to be honest. Because the things that I learned after Bruno Simon course and everything that I discovered and I keep discovering, that it's because of this community. And this community is happening around hashtags or forums or thing or Discord servers and things like that. So it is very hard for you to have one source of truth to say I will only look at this website. So today my day is to do research on Twitter X now, because that is the place where we can find most of this subject about
0: yeah but i i remember we we had a small chat about it you also set up a discord right
1: mm-hmm. yeah i also have my Discord server the 3 gs talk this will be again alive. live uh, i'm talking to mate and we will start doing it again hopefully in a weekly basis so every Friday we will try to do it uh, because what we can feel uh, despite having like uh guests to interview we have some knowledge that can help other people. So if we open the discussion and we just talk about like we are doing here, and then we can like uh, get a question, help someone, this will help others over time. So hopefully this will, this will be something, so it is. I, but I have this JS Discord server, which I try to help people, but to be honest, I haven't been that much active on my own server but I have people there that are helping others, and that is amazing. That is the powerful of the community. But Three JS has a lot of servers, like the the official Three JS server, which is very good. The forum, we yeah, have Bruce Simon forum, both the open and the closed one for the students yeah. are yeah. also great. The Poimundos community from React Three Fiber and React, all of those guys, they are like amazing, helping people, helping all of us.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most exciting part um, for the community, for the 3GS and for the development software engineering also. People in engineering more, um, they're ready to help without any hesitation. Like my knowledge is your knowledge because it's an open open source. Eventually, we yeah. once started from scratch. We all understand that uh, there will be people who might not not know something, and for that, we have these guys who knows a lot of stuff and are ready to share. So people mm-hmm. are eager to share their knowledge, and that's the best best part of the community that I ever seen uh, in my life. I'd never seen such kind of thing in business development maybe they had something related or in in marketing um but in software engineering it hits differently like people are more respectfully ready to help you share their knowledge I, I mean look at you like you're doing uh you're you had us you had what you had the YouTube channel you had a Discord channel you're contributing to reactive fiber and 3gs also and you're answering the questions on Twitter. I mean, I, I remember dozens of times when we started to chit chat in, in YouTube or in X about some features, and it's, it's the perfect part of the community. So I yeah. guess, um, yeah, the community, the discussion uh, will be the key for jumping into the industry. Doesn't matter if it's a yeah. VGS or it's something else. I believe in, in all communities, uh, there will be some, some kind of groups, uh, or hashtags or Discord servers. And uh, that will eventually help you to come to that point where, where you feel that you are already ready to do some big things like,
1: yeah, and come from here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh. This one, like just one small note. Like when I started this all this journey, I had I had said something to me saying, like someday maybe I will have a project on 3JS homepage if I eventually get some success and to do something that can call attention. And then like three years later, I have four or four projects on this homepage, and I'm so glad to the universe like to everyone that helped with me to learn everything that i that i learned and that's why i share everything that i can because even if people copy my code and use the exact same code i still feel that i'm learning because they are doing something with the things that i've done that if i keep it to myself this will end this will die this will vanish so we need to make it like uh real we need to make it something that people can actually use and that is the most exciting part of being a developer because when i was doing like 3d stuff on the on the 3d software beautiful i create this 3d render it is just a render it is an image or a video nobody can touch it nobody can interact so what's the point i have a bunch of 3d things that i've done nobody saw that now i'm turning them into websites so people can actually use it and that is the beautiful part of sharing knowledge and sharing code. yeah I, I agree with you that is that is the future and that is why it is so engaging to work with this this industry
0: and my last question for you today what will be your message for the world to the world
1: uh be kind with people like we already have so many difficult things happening in the world just remember to be kind. Like even when people are not so kind with you, try to remember that maybe they have something inside them that are causing that. But in the source, just be kind with people. We need kindness. Like uh, sometimes we see this even in this industry of technology that is like so uh, like welcoming. But we see sometimes fights that we don't need. We don't need, like we need love and we need kindness. So please be kind. That is my message. (laughs) And one thing that I learned through my meditation process, everything will always change. Like I'm facing like this life change for like fourth time in my life. Everything is going upside down in my personal life, uh, and in my career, to be honest. But again, this is a normal and a natural process of life everything will change nothing stays the same so that is those two be kind and remember everything is always changing and that is not always bad.
0: wow yeah there's a saying that um everyone in this world every person has its own fight inside and being kind is just a small thing that you can do because you'll never know what kind of, well, what's going on inside of that person, uh, what kind yeah. of is going on there. And especially, doesn't matter if it's an engineering or something else, but as we are engineers, we know how stressful can be some days. <laughs> like you can be ferocious, like furious inside, but you have to keep you calm <laughs> uh, because yeah as as uh master jedi said this is the way
1: exactly exactly <laughs>
0: well yeah i totally thank you very much for coming thank you very much for your support it means a lot to me i i learn a lot of stuff from your videos from your content and i'm always looking forward and i wish you the best of luck
1: Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. And let's do it more times when we can. Like I'm always here. Like as soon as I have health and like, and like blood in my veins, you can count on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, then then we'll definitely do the part two.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect! Awesome! Amazing. I'm Amazing! I mean, amen. <laughs>
0: See you soon, my friend. Have a good one.
1: See you, man. For you too. Bye, bye.
0: Bye, bye.